Ladies and gentlemen, filibusterfreestyle.com, we're back. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's uh, week two of Wildwell and Dragons, Game of Thrones, coming up in like 40 minutes in Boston at the home of Cindy Harrington. Hi. Uh, that high was a lot weaker than I thought it was going to be, ladies and gentlemen. I should know. She was planning to do more of a hi, but uh, anyway, now I did it for her. Anyway, theme song's coming up. Game of Thrones, Wine Wall and Dragons, Dan O'Brien on the flip side. But a uh, really brief intro this week because, you know, frankly, I'm watching Killing Eve. And uh, I'm not saying we're going to start doing a Killing Eve podcast. However, if you don't watch Killing Eve, get on the train. Okay. Filibuster Freestyle theme song, Dan O'Brien on the other side of the song. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster, filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, a happy Easter Sunday to you and yours from the Boston studio of Cindy Harrington, pundit and chief finance officer. Cindy, say hello. Hello. Nice. Dan O'Brien is joining us in Philadelphia. Hey, Dan. Hi, Gavin. Hi, Cindy. How are you guys? Uh, we're awesome. Um, we just finished up a little Game of Thrones episode two, season eight. We're watching the Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime of the yeah. Stanley Cup playoffs because we don't want to, you know, watch Barry on mute on HBO because I want to watch Barry tomorrow night when I get back to Charlotte. But anyway, sure. heck of an episode, episode two of the season. Uh, a lot of crap went on, and some people would say a lot of crap didn't go on because I kind of think I figured it out, Dan. If last week was to help all of us understand and get caught up on where the plot was going to go, this week gave us an hour of one more trip down memory lane with all the characters we've grown to love over the last nine years right before they become zombies starting next week. That's exactly right. It was just a little turn to give last rights to all of our favorite characters. Um, and it makes it was very bittersweet because the foreshadowing was super thick, <laughs> and you know you, I love all these guys and gals, but uh, I know they're going to be gone, and not because the show's over, but because they're going to get murdered viciously. In the probably <laughs> next- <laughs> exactly, uh, but for better or for worse, you just nailed it. And I mean, Cindy's here shaking her head. I mean, I think you agree, but I want you to elaborate. Dan, I've never really – this is the first time I've watched an episode in which we were – I mean the whole time we're on pins and needles with are the are the Army of the Dead going to show up? And we can get to that at the end because they showed up at the end. But Cindy said she was nervous before the show started. So maybe you can just elaborate on – you said you get nervous watching TV all the time? Is this the thing? Yes. I'm very invested and uh, yeah, I used to love Sons of Anarchy and for one of the season finale episodes, I had to walk away because I was just like too overwhelmed by it. Yeah, you had to take a beat. I get it. Yeah, I just like, I really feel for it and I feel like I'm a part of it. I kind of get myself lost in it, so, so I get really into it. So was tonight better or worse in that you were waiting and waiting and waiting for something to happen and really nothing happened? Right, yeah, I think I was oh. okay. I, I, not to interrupt, I, I just want to say I completely well, disagree. Well, not sorry, crap. not yeah, I agree. Action-wise, yeah, I, I mean, like nobody died, but a okay. lot, a lot happened. I agree with you, Dan. Sorry. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, do you feel like was was it worse to wait the whole hour and have no deaths, or was it better? No, it was good. It was like, uh, yeah, it was like a nice hug of an episode. Yeah. Like, see everyone one last time. Yeah. 
know the things you like about them exactly. and prepare for their final destination. Yeah, exactly. So, Dan, I think one of the best things we can do is just go through – I think there were a lot of good one-liners tonight because we were oh, saying yeah. we were saying goodbye to a lot of people. So I will try to sift through uh, a lot of the scenes based on if there were any great quotes or not. But I do think the big things that happened tonight um, – by the way, everybody, filibusterfreestyle.com. But more importantly, hashtag Dragon Season and hashtag Peeping Brand – because Brand started, started the episode peeping as he ended last week peeping. Um, and we just open up. Uh, Jamie is on trial, essentially, or at least answering for what the hell he's doing with no army from Cersei right. in Winterfell before Danny and the Starks. Um, you know, Brand definitely gave the ultimate callback from 2011 the things we do for love. It, it was, yeah, he's. This is the thing. This is my issue with Brand. And this, this my, I'll just say it right now. My only issue with the entire episode is Bran. Uh, and, and is that for somebody who was in such a hurry because the Night's King is on his way and was in the day's march and has a dragon, the guy refuses to not talk in riddles all the time. Like, right. if he really wants things to go quickly and to move the story along and to, to get things done, stop talking like the Sphinx. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. Let me ask you this because this just popped into my head and I don't want to forget the thought because I think it's a nice little conspiracy theory. Danny keeps thinking that Tyrion is secretly working for Cersei and I don't think he is anymore. But at first when Tyrion pulled up a chair to listen to Bran basically talk about his journey, I was like, that's pretty cool that Tyrion is you know, willing to try to talk this out. And your whole riddle thing made me wonder two things. One – did the story that Bran gave Tyrion come like a regular conversation like we're having or did he speak in riddles? But two, now that Tyrion knows what Bran is fully, is that going to backfire or does it even matter since everybody's about to get eaten by monsters anyway? Yeah, I think you nailed it right on the head. One of the most ridiculous things in this whole storyline, besides you know the entire fantasy realm, is that they Bran went on this whole journey. Some, um, some crazy stuff happened to him. That's, uh, you know Everybody can agree that whether they know exactly what happened or not, it was a crazy journey. Yep. And he came back, and he's calling himself the Three-Eyed Raven, and nobody's asking him questions. Nobody's, nobody's like, inquiring about it on the show. It, like, there's no... It, so, like, Tyrion is the first person to actually be like, what really happened? What's the deal? Yeah. Because everybody else is sort of glossing over, and they must think he has, like, a mental illness or PTSD or something like that. Right, right. But then they, they kind of listen to him, and we'll get to that later. But anyway... Yes. But this this is the first episode in which he at least started to make a little bit of sense because he did get into – and I think it's just worth getting into. You know, he's like the, – the dude wants me. He put his mark on me. He's trying to get me. He's trying to erase our like our existence, our history. We were ever here. He wants to create another long night. So at least Brand finally kind of spilled the beans to us where this thing is potentially going at least over the next week or two, which is if the Night's King gets his hands on Bran – it's the quickest way to screw things up for like the quote humans. And flip side, uh, if you know, if 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 they can lure the Night King to get to Bran and they get they, they kill the Night King, then they have a shot, which we know because we know when you kill the general like the lieutenants, the ones who are connected to them fall. So Bran finally shed some light on maybe what they're gonna try to do and what the Night King wants. Well also like wait to wait till the eleventh hour and keep that one close to the vest. Right. Christ. Exactly. And I think that's what Dan's point is about Bran, is that information that you like you last week were saying we gotta move, they got a dragon, we, we don't have time for this. But still, like you said, you held it another day and a half in showtime. 
Because, you know, those guys went to and, and didn't say, hey, he wants me, guys. Like, what the he fuck? Was, Excuse my language. Holy cow. <laughs> I get one an episode, and that's my one. Um, but no, but that's, that's the thing. It's like, why don't you, A, I want to know who we're fighting, because you know, Brad. Nobody else really knows. You can, you can give a little intel on that. Other The other thing is, what the H-E double hockey sticks are you? Like, do you, what, what superpowers do you have? How and why do you know these things? Yes. You think you're not Brand anymore. That's very interesting. What, there should be a second part of that statement. What are you now then? Yeah. Yeah, right. And like, and the worst part is we know what he is because we were in on his journey around the world. But do we? Do well, I mean, no, I, I, I agree. I, I agree, but like we're curious. Okay, like we're talking about yeah. it right now. Those characters have not been curious until Tyrion tonight. Like, no one was like, yeah. what was it like beyond the wall? And, like, Mira Reed came back, right? Like, remember the girl who, like, left last yeah. season because she was pissed that Bran wasn't Bran anymore? Uh-huh. Couldn't she have pulled someone aside and been like, dude, I got to tell you some crap. <laughs> Crazy story. And, like, yeah. you know, Hodor held the door. Bran went back in time to tell him that. Like, that's why he couldn't yeah. talk. There were children Did in anybody forest. ask, like, what happened to your dire wolf, Bran? Yeah, what? what did happen to your direwolf brand? So anyway, I mean, so so, so I, I did feel like, like that some light was finally shed from Brand tonight that was more valuable than say the last two years combined. But he does really yeah. he does keep really important information away from people that need to know it. And, and for better or for worse, uh, he's going to play a bigger part in these last four episodes, I believe. And we are going to have a reckoning in the in the uh, the Godswood either next 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 week or the week after. Yes, uh, yes. So let's actually give ourselves some credit. I think specifically give you credit from either last week or from our preview show, in which we said the Godswood is going to be important. Finally, those face trees come. You know, it's only been nine years. <laughs> oh, you put it that way. What, what, a, what, a, what a slow play. <laughs> yeah. Kudos to them. Wait, I'll really hold your gunpowder until the, like the, yeah. you know, the, the ultimate season, if you will. But, yeah, you know, but anyway, I don't want to sound like I'm upset with the episode. The one thing that is perplexing and curious and, you know, vexes me a tad bit is the whole brand situation. But other than that, I really enjoyed visiting with all my pals this whole, this yeah, whole episode. It, it was like going to Cheers, except at Winterfell. And everybody knew your name, and you knew most of their names. Because, frankly, I only knew Dolores Ed's name because last week we didn't, and I had to go figure it out. Track um, research team, thank you. And, and by the way, I just want to get this one out too because I want to actually – I don't know if we'll get into this scene or not because it was kind of a throwaway scene. But when they were all sitting around the, the fireplace, um, there was a little awkward pause and I'm like, is this going to be like in Jaws when they started singing Show Me the Way to Go Home? And then yep. literally they came back and they were like, yes, Podrick's <laughs> going to serenade us with like the maiden, the maiden, the, whatever, the, the maiden, the maiden. The man and the man I here. was here for it. I was yeah. here for every every verse of his song, every tale they had to tell. Um, I mean, I don't want to get we're we're kind of all over the place, but it, I, I, the knighting of Brienne yeah, was totally as great. emotional as emotional as I have been in any episode of uh, this entire series. Un- I thought it was unquestionably. Lovely. Yeah, I thought I thought it really. And again, we didn't have to get to the you know Brienne vouches for Jamie at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sansa's basically like, if, if she vouches for him, I'm in, you know, whatever, which is great. And for him to kind of pay it back with, hey, wait a minute, I'm a knight. Let's do this. Yeah. Great stuff. Like, their arc is, is now a million percent complete. That's great. And her becoming a knight, 
which that's all she's ever wanted in her whole damn life. Now she's gonna die. Now she's gonna die. It's okay. That's it. Yeah, we completed we completed a couple people's storylines today, and it's the, I am going to be Cindy. To your point, I'm going to be very nervous this entire week, and like not nervous, but just like you're going to be thinking about un- that. Yeah, un- uncomfortable all week because I know there are. Uh, you know, Brienne's going to die. Grey mm-hmm. Worm is going to die. Mm-hmm. Davos is going to die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there's a couple other people I'm not sure of, but we're we're going to lose a lot of people that we love, and we 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 had their swan song tonight, and it was enjoyable, and it was lovely, but it was bittersweet. No question. Agreed. Now, wh- one of the things that I thought was interesting is that, and I'd stop keeping track for a little bit, but I think in three. Of the say five scenes that Danny was in tonight, there was fi- there was fire behind her. Whether it was the fireplace, or it was like candles, or it was like another fireplace angle because she was talking to Sansa instead of in the main room. And I just can sit, and we can get into the Danny thing in a minute because Danny got a lot of hot truth tonight that she doesn't like. Um, yeah, but and we and we definitely that and like when Dan said things did happen tonight. Yeah, it was mainly. We're going to find out a lot about Danny's medal in the next week because she got told by the Starks slash the Stark Targaryens that you ate the only dragon in town and the North remembers. And that's just two big pills to swallow simultaneously. And the timing of both was abruptly cut off, and we'll get to those in a minute. But Danny was showcased around fire. And then even at the end in the crypts, same thing. And I think when Jorah went to talk to her, maybe there wasn't fire. And because that was Jorah like having her make good decisions. But I think in the other scenes, she was like having bad impulses and leading towards bad decisions, which I think is a little bit of foreshadowing is maybe she's not the right Targaryen for the job, if they even survive this thing. But who could be the right Targaryen for the... What other Targaryens are there, Gavin? What are you talking about? Well, maybe the son of one Lyanna Stark. Who's that lady <laughs> in scripts? <laughs> and we'll get there. Uh, yeah. But Danny got a lot of hot truth, and that is that is definitely the fair rebuttal to people who say nothing happened tonight. Is everything the Starks slash John did with with Danny was definitely going to test, like test what the humans are going to do if they make it through the through the battle of Winterfell. Okay, uh, like if if we sat here and gave more, if, if we were to do this podcast more than three minutes after the episode ended, yes. then I could actually. Do, do some deep research and find out exactly what did happen in the episode. But I know just like from like my chicken scratch drawings, but like also like the Brienne, Jamie, Ted, a Ted, the, the Mormont family. Yes. Had, they all came together. This has been a long time coming. Like the, I mean, I feel like we're burying the lead. We've been talking for, for 10 minutes or so. Arya and Gendry. Yeah. By the way, really quickly, that was the second thing that was predicted correctly by Winewall and Dragons, was that yeah. Arya and Gendry were going to definitely die heroes' deaths, but were potentially going to get it on, and they solved the latter. In fashion that, by the way, like, the thing about having pundit Cindy Harrington in the, in the house is that she's the social media icon, and <laughs> she consumes it a little bit different than us old guys, Dan, where we're, like, we're glued to the screen or taking notes, and she's... She's, you know, I got one eye on my phone. She's got one eye on, like, you know, Twitter. And the Twitter, yeah, we're on the typewriter. We're typing away. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I'm sending ravens to your house in Philadelphia, <laughs> and hopefully you get them on time. But Cindy's telling me how people are freaking out over the fact that people saw some side boob, if and I can say butt. that, and a butt of somebody who nine years ago 
was definitely a child actor. <laughs> yeah. But now, and, and like the, the, the new meme is me running as fast as I can to the internet to see how old Maisie Williams is. <laughs> like, should, I, should I feel okay about this? Right. I think Maisie Williams must be 18 because they definitely let her do some things that they had never let her done before. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was one thing that, uh, that Dara asked me, she was like, it's okay that they're showing this, right? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I'm seeing her boob right now. So I'm assuming HBO asked for an ID ahead of time, but, um, no, that, yeah, she's what, 22, 23, I don't know. It was still, it, there was there was some weirdness with that, for sure. And she was fantastic in it. She was great. I was surprised at how aggressive, and she took the lead and, the, and led the dance on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which was a, a baller move. And, and quite honestly, not to be unexpected in hindsight, but for Mario, she's a baller. She's a baller. Yeah. She's had a lot of life experiences leading up to that, other than that. Yeah. So. yeah that's She's had a ton of life experiences except for that realm. And uh, you know, check that box. Sorry. Check it out the list. There you go. And, um, you know, get, get, the way she asked Gendry about his previous experiences was very interesting as well. Um, and it's accusatory. Very accusatory. Um, I like how she thought that the leeches were, were part of some erotic dalliance instead of um, just literally Melisandre wanted his blood. But anyway... Good time. Well, let's not rake her over the coals too much. Let's remember, this is her first boyfriend. First boyfriend. And, you know, also Robert Baratheon's bastard. And, um... But she did... I forgot she didn't know that. She never... She was gone by then. Yeah. I forgot that she was not in the loop on that. And I could... You could see, like, a little... Huh? Like, oh, this is... This isn't just, like, some little dalliance. This, this could actually work. Oh, yeah. If we survive this. And that leads me to the question. I wrote this down real quick. I'm not saying it's probable... But is it the craziest theory in the world that these two are the ones that end up at the end of the day and are like leading the realm? Not at all. Because not, again, not probable. But I mean, it's a, it's a, this is a crazy mixed up world, and and those two are could be a really uh, powerful couple, right? Well, really building up that weapon that she wants, like that's gonna that has to be a big part of the storyline. Yes, I would imagine. Yes, that that weapon. It looks to be some type of like a double-edged dragon blast, like blast. A double-edged sword, if you will. But it's like more of like a. It's not so much of a sword as it is like a. Like it's what Donatello had in the Ninja Turtles, but with knives with dragon glass on the end. Of it. Yes. Or no, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but what was the bad and, and that bad? Oh, Darth turtle. Maul. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. She basically got a dragon glass version of of, of medieval times Darth Maul. Yeah, that's and- that's what's going on there. I can't wait to see her like cut a, a cut a path through White Walkers with that thing, but just the thought of like them overwhelming her and killing her yeah. is really crushing. That's dark. It's crushing. I don't want. It. Okay, so let's 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 pivot from that. A big moment for Arya. Big moment for Gendry. Um, and and I do I do not want to discredit your 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 fan theory, if you will, that totally plausible that those two could could rule the realm. Um, Long shot though. Long be, be, shot. Because, yeah, they're definitely, I mean, they're literally and figuratively long shots, whether you're in Vegas betting. By the way, who bets on a TV show? That's really interesting stuff. Not for a different podcast, perhaps, but anyway. Okay. Can, can we, unless you have an answer, do you bet Do you bet the, the show? You you live in a state next to a state that has sports gambling. Can you can you go to New Jersey and put a, be, a bet on Game of Thrones without just in Vegas? Great question, Gav. I actually live in a state and adjacent to a state that accepts sports gambling. Oh. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, both sports gamble. I actually have an app. I visited Atlantic City a couple of weeks ago. I have an app on my phone where I can bet 
if I'm in the state of New Jersey, there's a geolocator. Yes, they, I think that's the correct term. Uh, but they, like, if I'm in the state of New Jersey, I can place a bet on my phone. Wow. Uh, but if I'm in Pennsylvania, I guess I have to download a different app, and I just don't care to do that because I don't want to get all into that world. But it's all sports-related. I haven't found the reality TV or television, generally television-based uh, betting. But if, if I found it, I would do it. Yeah, and you guys are big reality TV people, which is fair, too. Yeah, my kids don't need to go to college, quite honestly. It's not for everybody. That's right. That's right. And the ROI on college is get going, you know, it's, it's never been in bigger question. That's all I'll say there. Um, Thank you. So let's talk about really quickly. Tormund had the night of his life. He really did. Oh my goodness, he did. Tormund shows up, tackles Jon Snow, um, has great one-liners, including "We're all going to die. At least we'll die together." Um, he he talked about. He basically started made his best run at Brienne, and and kind of led with. Uh, Is the big woman here? Yeah, and he said, uh, I brought my own, and he started chugging his horn of what I think may have been giant's milk. Uh, he said, I killed a giant when I was 10. I climbed right into bed with his wife. In the morning, she milked me or, like, gave, basically she I thought, suckled. She, she suckled me. She suckled me. And yada, 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 he ends up with giant's milk. And my only notes on that were L-O-L-Z times 1,000. Yeah, and that's how I got so strong. Yes. So now we know why he's the Giants Bane. We know why he's so strong. And we know that he's going to die soon because he uh-huh. had an Emmy real night for a bit character. An Emmy real evening. He had to see the script and just be like, thank you to the right. Like, this is like, he's been, he's been handed so many fantastic, like every line he's had since his character was introduced has just been a meal. Like, he's just, it's just been hilarious, like, fantastic lines. He's just, what, I turned to Gavin, I was like, how much fun has this guy had playing this character? Right? Like, the exactly. best. Yeah, like, it's just, uh, why, it's just an absolute blast, and it's going to be horrendous. I'm going to be weeping next week on this podcast, I, I just so you know. <laughs> Agreed. The week when we just, the week when we just have seven seconds or greater pauses of just abject shock and silence. I actually think they might be some of our best work. I don't know. Even yeah, though we haven't done yet. I just feel like people are going to be like, wow, these two, these two guys are really way too into this. But like, that's a good thing. We're here for it. You know, just, just to, just to warn you and Cindy and, and the listeners, I'm not taking notes next week. I mean, uh, it's not, I, I'm not, a scholar on this. I, I get everybody's name wrong, but next week I'm not taking notes. I don't have time. I don't have the, the bandwidth. I just have, my emotions are going to be frayed. Uh, and it is what it is. We support. Yeah. Whatever week is just the, like the hour long battle. That's the week where we just go off the cuff and I just start the clock. And when we, when we feel like we've talked it out, we've talked it out, you know, that's going to the way it's going to be. Commercial it's going to be a seventeen-hour-long podcast. Yep, commercial-free, no unofficial sponsors of the week. By the way, unofficial sponsor of the week this week, Gatorade. I need it. Gone pretty hard since I've been up here for Easter. Gone pretty hard. <laughs> I hear you. Thank I goodness you. I have tomorrow off and can fly home with my tail between my legs and worry about work on Tuesday. Uh, that must be nice for you guys. Well, well, off tomorrow. Well, for me, Cindy's going to work. Oh, trust me, I'm going to work. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. I'm busy putting this podcast up late. I mean, come on. Um, so you gotta edit, edit out all the f bombs you're dropping. Uh, I'm leaving the one in there. It's what we call an Easter egg in the business. Um, but anyway, 
So I want to get into the two big, I think the two biggest worst, two biggest worst timing news breaks of all time slash appearances. And of course, the interruptions came from none other than Theon Greyjoy and the Night's King Army of the Dead. But when Danny and Sansa were about to mend their fences and find common ground, Sansa had to go there and be like, what happens to the North if we win? Danny wasn't taking it well. And then, of course, Theon shows up. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Theon. How are you? Right. Always great. And as we said last week, just stay on Pike, dude. And now he's the one who's going to be – he's the one who's going to guard Bran against the Night's King. And Bran was like, sounds good to me. What? And that, was one of, that was one of the scenes where um, we're watching with my wife. Pundit Darrow Bryan from Southern Charm, Cindy, of course, you, you two do a, uh, a much better job covering that show. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, uh, having just started the, the season, the, uh, the entire series of the first episode of last season, Dion awesome. shows up and Sansa like, like hugs him when he says he's going to fight for them. And she goes, Oh, did they used to date? And I was like, Oh boy. Uh, Ooh, no, 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 there's, there's a lot, a lot to that hug. There's a lot of history. Yeah. There. That hug is like when, uh, that's like when you, that's the, that's a PTSD induced hug. Let's put it that way. And I, I, I kept thinking, and this is just me not having read the books in three, four years or whatever, but I kept, and not seen these episodes in a couple of years. I was like, oh, yeah, Sansa, all her trauma was with Joffrey. And then I totally, I totally blocked out the whole Ramsay Bolton thing. Yeah, she went from the, the frying pan to the fire. Jesus, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. But she, and by the end there, because they gave a little bit of, like, last looks at a lot of people. And, like, you know, Sansa was getting some soup with Theon. And, obviously, Missandra M- M- is with Grey Worms. A lot, a lot of these eunuchs are doing okay for themselves with, like, lady, lady companions. Good for them. Yeah, well. Talk to me in seven days. We'll see what Grey Worm's up to. Good point. Good point. He, he, may, he may not just be a eunuch. Yeah. He may, he may be the, the best warrior in the Army of the Dead. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll be missing more than one part of his body. Yeah, but really bad timing for Danny to kind of have to answer that question or not. She didn't answer the question. No. Um, she clearly was not – She that wasn't going to go to a good place, so maybe the interruption was good. The problem is – and I'll just roll in the scene with Sam real quick. Sam essentially says to John, you told her yet? <laughs> Somebody mentioned it because I was writing it down. Like uh, John's just carrying a lot of weight right now internally, yeah. Because the whole battle is about to come up and everything's going on, and Jamie Lannister killed, like, kind of took a big part in killing his father. Oh, and also the woman he fell in love with is his relative, and he's the rightful heir to the throne and ahead of her. Right. So, so much to unpack for him and her, and he's yeah, he's sitting on it, which isn't isn't healthy for you, by the way. But also, so thank you, Sam, for bringing it up. Correct. But then, of course, he he goes down the crypts. Danny finds him. Um, probably the most important information ever delivered in the history of the show, and of course the Warhorns sound. So we'll get we'll get back to the Warhorns in a minute. But how did you think that scene went? Like one as a fan, but two as like I, I guess how how else could they have done it? Because I I'm I'm not sure how I feel about the way he told her, and I definitely don't think she took it well. <laughs> No, well, the way he told her is like, A, it's not something you tell in a public environment. So Correct. he either tells her in bed, which would be even weirder. Yes, um, good point. Or he tells her in a crypt or somewhere 
where they're alone, which isn't probably that often outside of in the bedroom. Yes. Um, so I think that was a, as a place to do it in front of the statue of his mom, her step aunt. I don't, Basically. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that, like that, that, that was as good of a place. And she took it exactly how I thought she would, because this is one of the most, this is a very foreshadowed heel turn, I think. Yeah, I think she's going rogue or, or going bad. I think, and I'll be interested to get Cindy's uh, take on it. But yeah, I, I do, I do think, I do think that. First of all, why? If Brand told you, and we're believing that Brand knows everything else about everything else, then you need to believe this too, right? Like, if if you're going to believe the white, the Night's King's coming for me. He'll come find me in the Godswood. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Then you, if he also knows that. Your friend Jon Snow is actually your nephew. Like you got to buy that too. Like you got to. I, I know it's not what you want to hear, but you got to know that it's true. Now Sam has an axe to grind, unfortunately, because she did burn Dick on and his dad. But uh, anyway, Cindy, how did you think she took it? And do you agree with Dan and I that they're setting Danny up for like a a heel turn? Yes, I agree with that one hundred percent. I think, yeah, I think she took it as expected. There was, you know, some obvious disbelief. I I see it going one of two ways. Either she realizes that she is not in line for the, the throne and kind of gives herself or, or, you know, just takes over and goes into the fight and, and kind of sacrifices herself, yeah. potentially. That's fair. That's there for her if she Ooh, wants it. Yep. Or she does go rogue and, you know, we know she has the fiery kind of personality and reactions and she just uh, takes matters into her own hands. That's an interesting point to me because I I always just kind of assume the second one. Right. Which is, oh, she would just go full Cersei. Right. Um, But that first, we already have a Cersei and maybe like it's going to get bad. It'll creep, she'll creep towards being bad, towards being bad, but then at a certain point just realize and maybe add, like do a sacrifice for the greater good at some I, I hope it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, I see her. Yeah, yeah, I see her. And obviously she hasn't built up the resume that like a Darth Vader built up when he did the ultimate face turn in Return of the Jedi and threw the Emperor yeah. Palpatine down the old shaft of the new Death Star, that old chestnut. But, Wasn't huh, that great? That was great. That was the ultimate, was the ultimate face turn. It was, it was unbelievable. I love that. It was great. And, you know, Danny hasn't been the, the villain, so... But if, if she kind of has some, some, some hurt feelings or, like, God forbid she just gets on her dragon and goes down to King's Landing while no one's looking and burns Cersei alive just because she's pissed um, and she wants hers and then comes back and saves everybody, like, I think we all give her that. Or if she right. goes to the Iron Islands and, like, burns down the fleet just because she's pissed, I, I would give her – you know, if she wants to take off the first half of next week's battle and go burn some stuff and be, be kind of a, a D about it. You know, it's not so out of character, but she's probably going to have a heart-to-heart with something. And I can see her coming back at the end and driving Drogon right into Viserion and taking out the Knights. I can see that. Well, the big, pro- the big problem with her is that she's still so consumed with sitting on the Iron Throne. Right. We know that that's a fool's game. It's a yeah. fool's iron. Nobody not wants that seat, really. They all think they want it, but nothing good ever happens to the person on it. And that's all she references all the time is like taking over her rightful place. So you know that when John comes in and says, "Yes, oh, by the way, it's technically I'm the rightful heir." 
He's not, and then when the war hound, the, the the war horn sounds, uh, that's the worst timing ever, as you alluded to. Um, and I have no idea how she's going to react. She might take her dragon to go home, girl. I know. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. And 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 since she has no home, I think she'll she may be content to go to King's Landing and, and sit the throne, and you know, uh, wait till they, the war finishes, kind of like Cersei was planning on doing. You know, she may go make a deal with the Golden Company. You know, she may go make all kinds of deals. Who knows? But everything is on the table for Daenerys Targaryen at this point. Because to your point, she has been uni- you know, unilaterally focused on her rightful place on the throne. And she learned tonight that it's not her throne to take rightfully. Yeah. Bummer. Well, yeah, her plan's been blown up. I could see – I don't know, like, what they're going to do about the dra- the. The, the ice dragon. dragon. The ice dragon. Yeah, that's a problem for everybody. And I think that's going to be the biggest problem in this fight coming up. And I could see her being like, listen, I don't really have this to live for anymore because clearly it's not mine. Yeah. And I'm just going to take matters from my own hands and like take to her two dragons and defeat that one and say, yeah. you know, sacrifice yeah. herself. And she's always been at her best when she's trying to do stuff for other people. I mean, that's, we all are, but like when she liberated Slaver's Bay, that was the breaker of chains. But she didn't need, she didn't need to go to Marine. She didn't need to go to Young Kai. Once she got the Unsullied and Ostapor, she could have set sail and gotten out of there. She didn't need to go to Winterfell, you know, so she might as well finish the job. Even if that means a heroic death, that's so much better than, like you said, Dan, becoming Cersei part two. We've already got Cersei and we'll deal with her later. Um, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that, that was going to maybe segue, but what, what, you, what do you got? No, you're probably right. I think we've covered it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Um, so once again this week, they did a really nice job of giving us nothing in the scenes from next. Um, yeah. my, 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 the only prediction is it's going to probably be, if it's, if it's a 65-minute episode or whatever it's going to be, it's probably going to be 50 minutes of battle, do you think? Is that fair to, no, to ask no, this this is going to be, I, I don't know if it's, I think it's going to be like the Blackwater episode from a few few years ago where it was just, it's going to be mostly, mostly battle. Last last week's episode, the foreshadowing was like, oh yeah, the whole entire episode is just going to be a lead up. And then as soon as the, the White Walkers get to the gates of Winterfell, the episode's going to end. So I kind of knew, like, I, I saw that coming. Next week might be five, ten minutes of like, really extreme last minute prep and then 40 minutes of battle battling and quite honestly guys massacring on the you know in the worst possible sense and people just like falling back into the crypts into the godswood into whatever and getting murdered totally agree um cindy dan doesn't do predictions do you have any predictions for next week you want to do you have i mean i this is i was completely on the spot so um like, do you want something more specifically? Like, like, who do you think goes first? Who, who do you think is standing at the end of next week? Do you have you anything know, there? Brienne was right at the front in those previews. I think she's gone pretty swiftly. Um, I wonder if like Jorah's gone next week. Too. Jorah got that. They got that Valerian steel tonight. That was a nice moment too. Nice moment. Yeah. He got that Tarly blade. Yes. I know. Which is very full circle again because you know Jorah Mormont's dad uh, was. Easily the best, the best Night's Watch commander that we've gotten to see and experience. Right. He made John who John is. He made Sam who Sam is. Both of them have turned out great. And it's great that, you know, Jor's dad gave John his Valerian steel and that, you know, Sam kind of paid it forward or you know, made, it, made it right, made it whole. It's a nice moment. I, 
I have never seen a neater bow tied on a tighter package than Jorah Mormont's death next week. Like, <laughs> I mean, he got he, he got closure. His he's gotten closure before, but he got final closure with Danny. Yeah. yeah. He, Closure with his family, with with uh, Liana and Mormont. You know, yep. they were talking about like, oh, like respect, like he's respected in his family, and that came across. He got the Tarly blade. He's going to go out. He's going to take uh, 150 White Walkers with him. But <laughs> you can mark my words, he is going down next it, week. Yeah, yeah, it's in the club. <laughs> it's going down for Jorah Mormont yes. and probably Brianna Tarth. For sure. May, maybe. Uh, now, did Jamie? There's my last. That's thing. Sir Brian to you. It is Sir Brian to me. And all of us in the realm. That's yeah. right. Um, one interesting comment from Bran about Jamie, and then I think I, I've wrapped up anything that I want to talk about, but Jamie and, Br- and Bran also have a little bit of a normal conversation for, for Bran, right? And Bran basically says, if I told you, them that you were the guy who pushed me out the window and made me like this, you wouldn't be around to help us fight. And, you know... So I wonder what Bran sees for Jamie because now that Jamie wants to fight beside Brienne, if we're, if we're surmising that Brienne might not be long for this world, it means Jamie probably isn't either. And I just wonder if Bran had something bigger in mind for Jamie or if it was just like a nice thing to say before he said, how do you know there'll be anything afterwards? Because Jamie's like, well, what about after? He's like, dude, come on. After? True. You have one hand. True. Jamie has to kill Cersei still. Jamie does have to kill Cersei still. And yeah. Bran knows that. Oh, and Bran does know that. See, Dan, this is why we this is why we keep you around as co-host. Thank you. <laughs> if people, because Dan, Dan tries to throw people off the scent, ladies and gentlemen. He says he doesn't take notes. He doesn't know names. But then he comes back with crap like that. I almost swore again, but crap like that. And uh, you know, it's fantastic. So, guys, <laughs> did I miss anything? I mean, I missed plenty, but it was just a lot of like goodbyes and great goodbyes. We saw a little bit of. You know, uh, saw a love scene from Arya, which we never thought we were going to get. Never really necessarily needed, but we got. And that ready. really, that love scene really came hard and fast. It, it was like I was not. Exp- I thought there would be a little more lead up, and I, I was shocked by it. I, I mean, I, I was pleasantly shocked to a degree. It was a little weird because, like, we've known her since she was twelve or thirteen. Yeah, um, for you sure. Know, hey, she's God. God bless. You're an adult. Go, go, take your prize. Yeah, and it's the end of the world as we know it, so you got to do what you got to do. What better time, exactly. The The only other note that I have is um, the, hal- the Hound. Yeah. Had some, that's another one who I don't – we had a couple scenes with him that would be like, uh, you know, uh, closing closing the loop on his scene, but I really feel like he and the Mountain are going to have a, a tete-a-tete by the end of the, uh, the series. Yeah, if, if this would – I would say this. If they don't give us the Hound versus the Mountain, then none of this was worth it. Wow. Old. Gavin will kill himself. (laughs) (laughs) A duel. (laughs) He's putting it out there. It is just the stakes are so high right now. Yeah. For Wine Wall and Dragons. That's amazing. (laughs) Just two other notes I have is, was that a dire wolf on the wall? It looked like just like a dog. It didn't. It wasn't really big. There, at one point, there was some scene. I forget what it was. Yeah, I saw that uh, too. Yeah, it just looked like a regular dog. The white uh, one. Yeah, but what direwolves are left? There's well, Nymeria. Well, ghost. Has, ghost is still out there. Ghost is out there. Nymeria, which is Arya's dog, is it has been gone since season one, episode like four. Wait, who's that? Nymeria. Remember they yes. killed. Nymeria is still alive. <laughs> Yeah, 
Because remember, uh, Arya, remember Arya ran into her like two seasons ago? And, yes. And all the other wolves like rolled up on Arya and then Nymeria showed up and Nymeria like remembered her and, we're, and they were just kind of like, you know, you got to go your way, I'll go mine. But, yeah, so I want some hardcore direwolf action coming up in the next couple episodes. Dude, if they bring the direwolves back, I wish I, re- I rescind my last statement about the whole mountain hound thing. Like, if they bring the direwolves back in instead, I-, I could live with no mountain hound. These are very high stakes that we're playing with right now. But like Snow, so Ghost is definitely still out there, and Nymeria is still out there, and I think the rest of them are all dead because I know Rob, Rob Starks got killed when he got killed at Red Wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rickon's got killed when he got killed. Um, you know, yeah. Battle of the Bastards. Bran's got killed up with the children, the, the you know, the yep. whatever. Yep. And, and Santa's got killed like day one. Like, oh, yeah, the right. But Santa's barely got out of Winterfell. Yeah, for sure. And so there were six, yeah, so there's six kids and there's just two left. So that's it. So, it, you know, and the good news is that, that you know, the, the two people who, in the books at least, have the ability to kind of warg are Arya and John. Now, I think they've kind of let the warging go because the, the, the show has been less into warging, but anywho. If, if they start to lay the groundwork for John and Arya warging, then I, I mean, I, that, that ship has sailed. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's a little, too little too late. I agree, yes. I agree. But anyway, I didn't see that because I was copious with taking notes, but what, 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 like, what scene about was it in? Like, they were on top of, they were East Cindy. What was, do you remember? They were, yeah, they were like on top of the wall looking yeah. out and, oh God, who was in it? But did, was the wolf outside of the wall or inside the wall? No, it was like standing right behind them oh. in the shot. Okay. Yeah. No, I just missed it. But it wasn't, it didn't look at all like a dire wolf. It just looked like. Yeah. Just like a dog. Looked like a husky. A white, a white, la- a, 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 a white Labrador. Oh. Yeah. No, they either forgot to do, to do, to do the CGI anymore. dire wolf on the dog, on the family dog. Yeah. Yeah, or they just have white dogs hanging out. Um, or, or frankly, even though they have infinite budget for this, they're wasting so much money on the, uh, you know, on the what's it called? The uh, the, the dragon. The dragon. Right? They, they can't. They can't be bothered with the, the the. They probably forgot they even added the dog in the scene, and like today, they're like, ah, dope. Yeah, that's probably it. I have a question for you guys. Sure. Do you think that a they win this? battle at Winterfell against the dead coming up or the dead prevail and there are just like seven, several stragglers mm. that survive like they did at the wall mm-hmm. like you know how Tormund etc and they just keep marching towards King's Landing and those other people have to get to King's Landing and First. Con- confront Cersei and then it kind of carries something. on from there yeah. Dan what do you think about that? I, yeah I would suggest the le- well the fact that we still have four episodes yeah. to go, I think that if they if the good guys win at King's Landing or at Winterfell, then that'll be a lot. That'll be some pretty boring last three episodes, um, or not. I mean, then you're going to fight. But I, I, think I they still have to deal with I Cersei, be, so I still think it could be a story there. I don't know. Because, but then the stakes are so much lower that it like then the stakes drop from being like the, the fate of humanity to like. Oh, who sits in the throne, which, again, only Cersei and Danny are concerned about right now. Correct. Good yeah, time. I mean, again, there's a couple of variables with, with what Danny's going to do with all the news she's just gotten. But I think I think there will be some stragglers. I think they'll be few, but they'll be fairly important. And I think those stragglers will attempt to get to King's Landing or get south. 
in front of the army and try to talk some sense into Cersei and her golden company. And if we want to get real dark, it doesn't matter. Or they'll make their stand further south, you know. Um, but I think Dan's right. Like they're not going to – I don't think they're going to spend the last three weeks after next week on who's going to sit on this throne. I think the White Walkers are still going to have to be a threat. Yeah. We've got two – I would I would imagine out of the last four episodes, we have two giant battles till still to come. Yeah. Got it. Right. The first, the first one is going to be – an absolute bloodbath, and it's going to stink and go well for anybody we like. Um, and then the second one will be the same until like the last two minutes, two percent of it, and then you know we might pull out some sort of miracle somehow. Yeah, like for instance, Danny comes back on her dragon to pouting and like takes care of business, maybe right? Knock on wood. We're Sam. Sam does crazy. Something. Uh, okay, cool. Good question, Cindy. I like that to end yeah. it. Dan, any more notes? Are you good? The last thing I have to say is I'd like all the, the listeners to keep an eye on this or an ear on this next week. Is Jilly Gilly? Was that a Gilly? Gilly, yeah. Gilly. Her accent is the exact same of when Cecily Stone from SNL does like a Geordie Shore or like Cockney accent. I'm not sure exactly what it is um, that she does because, you know, it's like a, a British person trying to decipher between like a Baltimore or Jersey or New York accent. accent. Okay. Um, but like the, like a trashy London or British accent, accent that's what Gilly has. Um, and it kind of, it's a little bit off-putting to me. It's a little weird. I agree. Her scenes were like a little painful, I thought. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, the problem is, I think they didn't probably think a lot about who they cast as Gilly back six, six years ago, and now, unfortunately, that character has just continued to be a piece because Sam's a big piece. Yeah, we call it the Bran effect. Yeah. Right. Like he was a, when they showed the picture of Bran getting thrown out the wall tonight, and scenes from before. Like, oh, look at that cute child. What a cute kid. He just you know sometimes puberty sucks. Like it, it goes that way sometimes. We've all been there. Hashtag puberty sucks. Fake band name of the week to end it. Why not? You know, uh, Dan. Thanks so much for uh, taking some time on Easter Sunday. Let's uh, let's see what the internet has to tell us this week, guys. It's going to be an amazing week of memes about uh, you know Aria jokes. We've got we've got a lot of action, a lot of memes, yes. a lot of material to sort through. Yeah, for sure. So I'm yeah, nervous. yeah. So Cindy, uh, thanks for. Uh, Hosting the podcast tonight. You got it. Nice. Thanks, Cindy. Thank you, Gavin. And thank thank you both. And just a fair warning, I will not be taking notes next week. So off the rails. Off the rails. That's it's the only way we like it. When, if it's a battle scene, we don't take notes. That's how it works. All right, we'll leave Good. it there. Dan, thanks for being on, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.